In his classic novel 1984 George Orwell introduced a term both banal and terrifying the unperson. An unperson was an individual who had defied the orthodoxies of the government and society, so any mention of them or their ideas was removed from the public record and news media in order to ensure community harmony. Sometimes these unpersons were killed, but they could also be left to live out the span of their lives with their words gone, their voices silenced, and their individuality erased. There was once a time in America and Europe when such censorship was unthinkable, but we are now creeping uncomfortably close to the dystopian reality that Mr. Orwell described, one where the ideas of those deemed outside the mainstream are removed from public view in the service of the greater good, a term that that typically is used to introduce the most demonstrably ungood policies, in this case the suppression of thoughts and ideas deemed hateful or harmful by some. The mild term now used to describe the closing of someone's offensive account on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or other social media sounds decidedly inoffensive, that person is being deplatformed. Setting aside the obvious question of what criteria an anonymous group of corporate screeners is using to decide what is offensive and what is not, it must be remembered that free thought is intrinsically offensive to somebody. We would still be scratching at the ground with sharp sticks if troublesome individuals throughout history had not loudly challenged the accepted wisdom, often at great personal risk, and forced changes upon an unwilling world and its leadership. Progress is often dependent on the rebel and the malcontent, and human advancement has been slowed, or rendered non-existent, during those periods of our history when one orthodoxy reigned supreme and dissenting voices were silenced. There are, of course, ideas that are, and have been, harmful to individuals, society, and the world as a whole. Allowing those whose ideas are stupid the opportunity to publicly demonstrate their stupidity is a workable and effective response to nonsense that has ably exposed idiocy for many a millennia. Continuing to allow individuals to use their own brains to evaluate the merits of evidence and arguments presented by others, to, in other words, use their common sense, will work much better than employing armies of screeners and evaluators to shield us from the need to exercise our own judgments during the course of our daily lives. Those who favor taking away the social media accounts and access of those who promulgate and promote foolishness often cite the most extreme examples to support censorship, and their legal and extra-legal efforts to ban that which they characterize as hate speech are informed by honest passion regarding this matter. However, one has to ask whether the examples cited by the censorship advocates to support their viewpoints actually make any sense when held up to the light. Everyone who claims to love free speech, but actually does not, tends to eventually gravitate toward the example of Hitler and the Nazis to support their censorious attitudes. Wouldn't it be better, they ask, if people like that were simply prohibited from spewing their hateful ideas? Conveniently forgotten is that the German government deplatformed Adolf Hitler for 264 days in 1924 by tossing him in prison after the failed Beer Hall Putsch, and turned him into a national hero, which helped to fuel his rise to power. Prohibition of awful ideas does not necessarily cause them to disappear it often instead drives them underground, where they can mutate into more virulent and dangerous forms that now have the cachet of the forbidden to make them yet more attractive to potential followers. As painful and difficult as it is to have to listen to insulting gibberish, and as problematic as this sometimes might be because the mentally unstable or morally malformed might be attracted to the words of hate mongers, we are far better off overall if crackpot speech and beliefs are exposed to our scrutiny and scorn. Censorship is the tool of authoritarian governments, the power and legitimacy of democracy is predicated on a free and open discussion of all ideas and viewpoints. The recently adopted motto of the Washington Post, democracy dies in darkness, refers to the oversight of government by an informed citizenry, but it could just as well describe the well-lit marketplace of ideas that is necessary for democracy to function to its fullest. Just as campus speech codes have damaged the liberal idea, and ideals, of higher education, 
so does the censorship of offensive or extreme ideas on social media damage that which enables, and enlivens the traditions and practices of Western liberal thought, the opportunity to hear all sides of a debate and forcefully engage with the opinions expressed.